Yes, thank you so much for joining me on episode 5 of the Sikosa Warrior series. First, I want to say thank you for everyone that has listened and sent their feedback from episode 1 to episode 4. Thank you so much for sticking with me. Also, if you haven't listened to any of this episode, you should go take a listing. Trust me, there's so much to learn, so many information, so many meet debunked and so many mates we're still going to debunk. And I uh, guess for today is Miss Susan Obiechina. She is a communicator, a model trainer, a fashion model. She is Miss Nigeria Congeniality and she is a warrior. Yes, 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 yes. That's who I have on the show today. I am so happy. I can't wait for you to hear her lovely voice. All right. Stick with me, don't go nowhere. So many things we'll be talking about today and trust me, you don't want to miss out on any. All right, let's go meet our guests for today. Thank you so yeah. much for joining me on the Thank show. Thank you so much for having me. You are a warrior. So I want you to tell us about this just before we continue our conversation. Just tell us a little about Sequel Cell. Okay, so... Sickle cell, basically, there's something I like to say before I go into talking about it. It is not a death sentence. Mm -hmm. So people already create a mental picture of C-class being weaklings, like people that can die of any time. So um, I I see sickle cell as a special, um, how I put it, I don't know the word now, but I feel it's a gift. Yeah. Because you are not brought to this world to suffer. At all. You are brought to this world for a reason. And then if at all there are crosses you need to carry, you won't be given a cross that will um, destroy you. Mm-hmm. You'll be given a cross that you can carry. Yeah. So I see sickle cell as a gift. Okay. Because um, for the kind of things I've achieved so far by the grace of God, mm-hmm. even as a sickler, you know, it's just like telling a message to other people that these people can actually do things. They can become what they want to be. Mm-hmm. So now sickle cell comes with a lot of pain. You always fall sick often, especially during this raining season. I know what it does. Like yesterday, I woke up and I was like really cold with pains in my ribs. Mm-hmm. But there's something I like to say, positive mindset. You know, if you start to treat your mind right mm-hmm. mind what you let come into your mind and then you have to also mind what go, goes out of your mind yeah. you definitely change the way you see things so I, I tell people you take drugs all the time mm-hmm. you do your routine checks you go for your checkups you try to cover up real good you try not to stress mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you fall down and you still fall sick Mm. Why? Because your mind is not yeah. made up. Yeah. Your mind is not built against it. Mm-hmm. So when I started learning about my mind, before I started learning about my mind, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like the hospital was like my second home. I basically lived on oxygen. So 2018 was like my power year because I felt sick every time I said my last prayer twice. Oh my. And when I learned about my mind, I realized that I was actually the one letting people tell call the shots in my life. Oh. Yeah. So I had to learn about my mind that I need to stay around positive people all the time. I need to mm-hmm. speak affirmations that will reshape in my mind. Yes, yes. So even if I'm about to come down with a pain, I go for my shoot. Okay. I try to be positive. 
I try to tell myself that you call the shots and not the crystal. Mm. You are the body and it's just there like a tenant. Yeah. So why should you allow it to rule you? Mm. So the moment I started doing that, things started changing for me. Honestly, yeah. I've never been admitted for the past one year plus and I've never had the same drug. Oh, wow. So that's, I, I, that's what I'm actually, that's what I'm about right now, preaching the gospel of the mind. Okay. So that's it basically. Yeah, it's very important to keep a positive mindset in all that yeah. you do. So I want to ask, at what age did you find out that you have sickle cell? Uh, well, so it was different for me because I hear most people say, um, I found out age seven, I found out age this and that. Mm. Um, but it was different for me because my mom is in the medical line. Okay. So she got to find out when I was, like very little so she started managing me from then i had a brother too who was a speaker and he died i think 11 years ago okay. so she managed us since she was she's she's in the medical line mm-hmm. she was able to manage us and then we growing up we realized that we just had to grow into understanding that there were some things we couldn't do and some things we should do mm-hmm. but as children we didn't see that way we could do everything play it was like drag so the drag you don't do this don't do that mm. but i grew into it basically there wasn't a certain age i got to find out yeah. i grew up and just knew myself that okay my mom always did this and did that because of this reason okay so i had to also learn how to take care of myself mm. yeah all right just before i continue i just want to say i am so sorry for your loss, your brother. And, yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. So you were not told, you just true observations, through the things you see your mom do and all that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Also because she had the knowledge was, because of her. Yeah, family. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask, how did it make you feel? How did you feel? Um. Okay, like in school, the most important part was in school because... That was where the whole stigmatization started mm. because each time my mom will always, if they have to enroll me in a school, yeah. they'll have to tell maybe my teachers, uh, maybe have somebody be close to me and all that, mm. and then write it in my file. So mm. it made them treat me differently in school. Mm. Maybe they have to punish people and I won't be punished. Yeah. I always wanted to feel what it would be like to be flogged in school, even though I knew I was afraid of cane. But it was somehow, like, even yeah. sports, cultural dance, I love to dance, I love to be in all those kind yeah. of stuff. But they had to restrict me a lot, and it was mm. sad. Like, other students always be like, why are they not flogging this girl? All those mm. things. And they start mm-hmm. looking at me somehow. Sometimes I felt sick, and all people don't want to flog me. They feel like she's just going to pass out the next second if we touch her. Yeah. All those kind of stuff. And it made me feel bad. It actually mm-hmm. did make me feel bad because they treated me differently from other kids at school. Yeah. I wasn't able to do stuff I wanted to do growing up. Mm-hmm. And then this affected my um, way of seeing things. I became very timid. Like, I always wanted to be by myself. Mm-hmm. I started getting, like, extremely shy. I didn't want to mingle with other people. It really messed up with my orientation. So it was bad anyway. It was really bad. I totally understand. You know, what you just said brought back memories for me because I had... Uh... She wasn't my classmate, but we were attending the same school, and she was living. We were living in the same area, and yeah. uh, 
she has a sickle cell and okay. she was also treated differently they don't flog her they don't punish her and you know sometimes exactly. the teacher will even flog the uh, person the next person maybe she she was the one who is looking for trouble but the teacher mm-hmm. will end up flogging the other person and do, you, do you understand all those preferential treatments for me to stand out yeah yeah and I think she, she, she also, I think it got into her head. I don't know how she was processing yeah, her feeling then. It does. Yeah. So I don't know how she was processing her feelings then or her emotions, but she kind of, I think she kind of took it out on people because she would bully me and, uh, <laughs> she would bully me. Yeah. And, uh, Some of she them would get very arrogant. She too. would become so arrogant she will look for my trouble thank you sometimes she will yeah, yeah, yeah. me and in my mind i'm like i don't want to touch her oh god what exactly is exactly and, and in my mind i'm like why is this girl believe me when she knows like, i can just hit yeah, her yeah some of them get very arrogant it yeah. gets into their head they start yeah. feeling special they feel like they can go away with anything and all that mm. so it messes up with so many things is that it makes or mar you? Uh, so it just changes so many things in your life. Mm. Then in in the university, it's even worse because at that point you are now an adult. Yes. And then you know your left from your right. You know what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Mm. But you know that the school setting is always stressful, mm-hmm. especially here in Nigeria. So having to um read your books, do your practicals go for your check um checkups and all that like yeah. it's crazy it was crazy for me so i basically like wrote some of my tests in the hospital yeah i missed some of them i'll have to like feel sick and all that the stress it wasn't easy in the university it was even a loss mm. so well one thing i didn't know then was the the gospel of the mind that's what i call it okay. i didn't know that then so i always like expected the sickness to come mm. so once i just passed through some kind of stress like that i would just start saying i know i know i will break down i'm already waiting mm. for it mm. Mm. so my mind was already made up that i'll be sick why won't i be sick mm. but learning about my mind even if i go through a different kind of stress i tell myself other people to go through stress and get tired so why should your own be different yeah and then i just tell myself you won't be sick try and play games eat laugh just engage yourself with something that makes you happy. Yeah, and then the next exactly. thing, you, you just forget about it, and then you sleep and wake up like you never stress. Mm. So it's a thing of the mind. And I believe that if growing up, you're told that you are secular, because I know that there are some people, I, I even have a friend that is 23, I think he, he clocked 23 this year, and it was this year he realized that he's SC. Okay. You know, there's SS and there's SC. Okay. So SS is the um, prevailing one. That's the one that is more often. Yes, yes. And then SC is not that um, pronounced, yeah. but it's still part of it. Yeah. So he realized this year at age 23, he never knew. Mm. But he was living his life because he did not know. Mm. So the moment you're told about something, and then the orientation starts very poor. Mm-hmm. You're going to be built with that kind of mindset, mm-hmm. and you start telling yourself that you're sick. Of which he's been fine without knowing. Yes, he has been okay. He, he gets malaria and all that. He has like little pain, mm-hmm. but he didn't relate it to anything. Mm-hmm. So he could just like go to the hospital and come back normally, like nothing happened. But when you are aware of it, you're going yeah. to also be expecting that I might die the next second yeah, or yeah, and all those that. things. Mm-hmm. You start feeling worse than normal. I'm not saying that there are no um, 
things and there are no like um I'll like let me like put it um poor flow of oxygen and all that. Yes, yeah. all those things exist. But once you don't slug it, you don't put your mind to it, they'll become less. You don't give them room to exist. Mm. Yeah. So tell us more about your university days because being in uni is quite different from uh, primary and sex school. What oh, yeah. By they have to let your teachers, your principals, and everyone know what was Oh, absolutely different. Yeah. Um, then I will say I had already gotten used to my body. Yeah. So I already know what to do and what not to do, what mm-hmm. to eat and what not to eat. And um, but the stress is inevitable. So only one lecturer knew about that. Okay. And that was because I don't know how to put it. He's human. I'll just use that. Yeah. Because you know, in schools, in university mostly, lecturers do not care about what. That's what all. you do and what you don't do, or what all. happens to you, what happens That's to you. All. And then the sick bay was not even a good That's idea young. because they didn't even know anything. They just recruited nurses. Yeah. You could That's go true. there and tell them you have bone pain and they are giving you cough syrup. Mm. So it was that crazy. And for the fact that I already knew myself, I had my drugs with me. I knew what to take at what time and what not to take. So when I'm having signs of malaria, I already know what to do. I had, like, um, a hospital I registered with mm. that was, like, let's say an hour away from school. So if I – I was somebody that likes to endure. So I might be feeling signs of different things. I'm just enduring. I'm doing everything I want to do so that yeah. I don't miss out in school. I don't reduce my maths and all that. Yeah. So when I endure so much like that and it reaches the peak, mm. when I'm breaking down, it's going to be crazy. Like, when I'm breaking down, they have to rush me to the hospital. Mm. They have to place me on oxygen. They have to transfuse me. Maybe my blood level is, like, 13%. Like, they're like, how are you even walking? Yeah. All those things. Well, I try to stretch myself because I tell myself that everybody has got limits. Mm-hmm. Try and see what your limit is. So those yeah. things were like me challenging myself. Mm. Because if you don't know your limits, you keep limiting yourself sure. when you have a lot more to achieve. Yeah. So I did that a lot. I, I stretched myself beyond limits. And I'll say God also because one thing I put ahead of me was God. I always mm. prayed. Mm. Because without him, I don't see a reason why I would have been able to. And I know so many sicklers died in school because they were not able to cope. But God was always with me. I put him ahead. I made sure that I prayed all the time. So whenever it starts getting crazy, I just tell God, this is the problem. So you have to help me. I don't know how I got here. So you have to help me and all that. And it worked out for me. Mm. So that was basically for the university. Okay. So as a model and as a Miss Nigeria congeniality, I want you to tell us about your experience, your challenge, being a warrior and doing these things, going out there, doing your thing and all that. Yeah. So, um, Miss Congeniality um, Nigeria was a title I gained last year in the prestigious Miss Nigeria competition. Yeah. And I don't know, going for that competition, first of all, making up my mind and then my family supporting me to go for that competition was like me having a positive mind because I know how strenuous things like that can be. Mm. Not just physically, psychologically, emotionally, and mentally. So making up my mind to go for it with the support of my family. My family actually supported me because they've always known that 
growing up as a child, I've always loved things that have to do with fashion and the rest and that. Okay. But me going to this competition, I had like a goal. Mm -hmm. And my goal was to use the platform to, um, honestly, my passion, my passion is to um, assist people living with chronic medical conditions, okay. give them hope. Right. So I needed a platform to give me a voice. Yeah. So that was why I went into the competition, basically, not just for the fun of it, because I knew that if I go for that competition and if for adventure I won mm. or anything, yeah. I'll be able to reach out to these people more. Yes. I'll be able to inspire other young ladies that feel, oh, living with sickle cell, you cannot do this or do that. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be that mirror for other people living with sickle cell. Mm. So going to the competition, I was almost giving up, in all honesty. Yeah. The stress was so much. I actually left Abuja sick. My mom was even scared. She didn't want me to go anymore. I left Abuja very sick. I got to Lagos. I was extremely sick. Mm -hmm. But I told myself that if you give up now, that thing you want to do, mm -hmm. helping these people, giving these people a voice, mm -hmm. will not be possible. And if you give up, they'll also give up too. So that was like my goal, and I had to look forward to it. So mm -hmm. in, the, in the competition, I think two days to the finals, my legs started swelling up mm. because swelling of the legs and hands is one of the symptoms of sickle cell, especially when you strain your nerves and all that. Okay. So my both feet swelled up like as in as bad as elephantitis or that swollen that my mm. heels could not even fit in. I cried like I wanted to give up, but I had a goal that I needed to achieve. That mm -hmm. was like what I was looking forward to. Yeah. And I insisted. So when I did this thing, it wasn't easy. It's something I won't lie about. Mm -hmm. When I did it, that was how I got the title Miss Congeniality. And I didn't win. I didn't win the competition, but I was given a title and a crown. Yeah. So that still, and even though I didn't get to where I was going to, at least the strength I pushed gave yeah. me something to still use as a voice. Mm -hmm. I think me. Yeah. Because you were not just going there for the title, for the crown, or for the fun part of it. You had something in mind. You had a goal in mind. And you didn't yes. just go there for yourself. It wasn't all about you. It was yes. all about those older people, the ones you know, and the ones you don't even know. You know that you will come yes. in contact with them, or they will come in contact with your page. And yes. you'll be like, oh, this person is just like me. And look at what she's doing. And what you just exactly. said about your legs, swollen and all that. You know, I've, uh, when I heard that, I was like, oh, and to think you model every now and then, you have to walk and all that, and to think that someone with sickle cell can get swollen feet when they stress their feet too much or when they do those things too much, and you were doing it. So that is a way of letting other people know that if I can do it, you can do it. Whether they're yeah. living with sickle cell or any... Oh, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that is a lot, and you really pushed through. Yeah, actually, my God's grace. Yeah, there's a quote I saw on your page, and uh, I think you, you've touched it a little bit, but I just want to quote it, and it says, uh, I am living above sickle cell and all the crises and health complications associated with it. I have beaten sickle cell hands down. I am fully in charge of my life, and I call the shots not sickle cell. God has been merciful. Without him, I wouldn't have been able to come this far. I am yeah. grateful. Sickle cell is not a death sentence. 
neither is it contagious. You can tell from my life and story that a sickle cell warrior can be anything he or she dreams to be. And I so much love that quote when I see someone <laughs> of your post. Yeah. Okay, I want you to tell us, because there are a lot of things I had growing up, and I know that I am not the only one. So many people may have heard this thing. And you know, most times, because yeah. of the things we had growing up, we just believe it without asking, without searching, without doing anything to see, is it true or not? So I yeah. want you to debunk one myth the society has made us believe about persons with sickle cell. Okay, um, there are lots of them, but I just want to pick one of it, yeah. which is um, sickle cell is not a death sentence, you know? Mm-hmm. People already have the mindset that most sicklers do not live up to age 20. Mm. Or like if they pass true. maybe yeah. twenty, twenty one or twenty two then they have beat sickle cell and they are fine. Mm. But that's not true. Um the truth is I keep saying it, <laughs> as you grow older it gets worse. Mm. Yeah, it gets worse. Like I know that uh, when I was younger I didn't feel the kind of pains I felt when I clocked twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Mm. The pains were like more extreme. Mm. Because I feel growing up, you have more responsibilities and more things to do and more stress. Yes, that is So it, it triggers the pain more and faster. Mm. Then growing up too, you're no longer getting the care from your parents and all that. So you're trying mm-hmm. to struggle between doing it yourself and getting assistance from other people and then gaining your ground. So it's a loss. What happens is that it might get less because I'll say when you grow up, you know yourself, you know your body, you know what your body wants and what your body does not want. You're no longer a kid that they need to tell you. Mm-hmm. So you live, being able to listen to your body and understand your body, you've been living with an ailment for, for almost all your life. Let's say you're clocking 20 or 22 for the past 22 years of your life. Definitely, I won't say you are used to it, mm-hmm. but you would have understood what causes A or B. Yeah, and be able to avoid them. Yeah, that is what reduces the sickness. And then also, some of these people, when they grow up, they don't talk anymore. They don't want to stress anybody. Mm-hmm. They can be going through pains, but don't want to discuss it. Yeah. So another thing people say is that they die before this age. If they get to this age, they are better. It's not. Mm. Anybody can die anytime. Somebody can be living without any ailment or has never even had malaria in his life. God can decide to call anybody at any time, yeah. be you sick or not. So people already um, define sickle cell as people who die early or at an early age. Mm. I know a friend that is 40 something and he's a sickler. I know a woman that is 80 years and she's a sickler. Mm-hmm. They can actually live as long as God wants them to. Yeah. So they are not defined by the sickness. My brother died at age 19 and he was the strongest. If anybody told us that he would go before me, mm. nobody would believe that because he was stronger than me. Mm-hmm. So people, God can decide to call anybody at any time. Yeah, that's Even true. someone who is not even sick or has never even had malaria can just mm-hmm. sleep and not wake up. Very true. So they should stop seeing it that sick class will die early or can die early. Mm-hmm. I, I know there was somebody that really had something to do with me, my relationship and all that. But he couldn't handle it. He felt that I was going to. And he said it to my sister. He said, I really like Susan so much. I want to spend the rest of my life with her. 
but I'm not sure. What mm -hmm. if she dies and then leave me a widow and my children motherless? <laughs> and I'm like, what makes you think the lady you married that is not sick would live long too? So, sickle cell is not a death sentence. Mm. People fall sick all the time and go anytime God wants them to go. So I want not just um, not just people out there. I also want seekers to know that it is not a death sentence. The moment you are on this earth, live your life to the fullest. Mm. Touch life as much as you can. Do your bid as fast as you can. Everybody yeah. knows tomorrow. That's all. Sickle cell or not, you could be called at any time. And what have you achieved? I define success as not the amount of money or the height you've attained, but the number of lives you've been able to touch. Mm -hmm. So if you have sickle cell, use it as a means to preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. Use it as a means to touch lives of those that are not aware that they can use that to, to touch lives of others. Mm -hmm. So we are here for a purpose. So sickle cell is not a death sentence. That is the myth I'm going to debunk today. Yeah. And this would make me ask another question concerning okay. relationship and love life. How is it like for you? Um, I would say challenging but not restricting. Yeah. Challenging in the sense that even for me to even make um ordinary friends, like I don't just give people the type of friendship that easily. Yeah. Because I want to know if you can stand the test of time. Mm. Not when something is wrong with me then I'm, I don't see you no more. So what would you not say about relationships? Somebody you should spend the rest of your life with cannot handle you. How are you going to handle yourself? So I see relationship as um, someone who is going to complement you in every aspect of life. Yeah. So if at all I need to go into any relationship and then I have my faith built up already mm. and my mind set up already, I will not want somebody with a lower faith than mine. I want somebody that can complement my faith. Mm. Not when I'm already feeling down and maybe I'm about to give up and then you three are feeling down. I think you should compliment me then. True. So I've had issues. Right now I'm single, yes, because um, how will I put this? I think I, I just told you about somebody now. That was yeah. like a few months ago. Yeah. And then there was another one that came into my life. That one's one was even the worst because he was there, he was caring, but I think it, he was too extra. Mm. He was making me feel like I can't live above it. Mm. So he was always restricting me from doing so many things. And um, don't do this. Like, where are you going to? All those things. Are you sure? Be fine. No, don't go. I'm like, no. You can't limit my life. Yeah. I know what I am. I know what I feel. So don't come with fear and start telling me, are you sure you go there? Don't do this or don't do that. Mm. Or I don't think mm. I would like to go there. I want you to stay at home. Don't. No. So if at all I need more, I need more that will also understand that the mind is a powerful place and work with my mind. Mm -hmm. If I'm strong, you are strong. If I'm not strong, you are still strong to yeah. give me a support or succor. So it's a lot. It's challenging but not restricting because when God says yes, nobody can say no. So the moment he says this is the right person for you and he brings the person, it's a wrap. Yeah. So I'm not even doing the search right now. I'm not so desperate. I know definitely we need people in our life to compliment us. Yeah. But I'm not desperate. I'm just living my life. I'm trying to build my faith and everything around me. When the yeah. time is right, God definitely sent the right person. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, the, the, I also think uh, it's important that we are doing this episode today because most times uh, we see things like this because of how we have been conditioned to think. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the same thing. I would do the same thing. That we want to like being so special. Oh, don't cook. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because of what I have heard. Because of the things I have heard. Not knowing that those things I have heard are not true. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's true. Uh, it is that the person is scared because of the things he or she has heard, or the person yeah. is extra, extra careful. Yeah, that's another form of stigmatization. Or they are not letting they the person feel you cannot achieve something. That's mm-hmm. because of what they've heard and what they think. Like, if you just do this thing, you just break down and all that. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's actually a lot because there are sicklers that have gotten married. True. And they're happily, mm-hmm. happily married. Mm-hmm. They're giving yeah. birth. They're okay. They're living okay, but. The thing is just that getting into that relationship or getting that right person that can compliment you is really not a bed of rules. It's not that easy. Yeah. Yeah, there's always a process. Yeah. Somebody has to understand you to the topic yeah. before they can now say, okay, oh. let me be able to compliment this person. Yeah. And I actually give kudos to those that actually make up their mind to go into it with class. I do do. I say that because, um, you know, people always feel... And yes, I can say yes, I'm a human being, I'm normal and all that, but I don't, people cannot think like me. Yeah. People have a lot of things that go, go on in their head. Not everybody can stand seeing their loved one sick. Yeah. So someone needs to make up their mind and say, I'm coming into your life to support you, to be with you, whether you're down or not. Mm-hmm. The person is, has actually made a, as in a big decision that yeah. you should also compliment the person for. Yeah, that's true. So that's it. That is true. Okay, you made mention of the word uh, "sickler" during our conversation, like two or three times now. I want to ask: Is it right to call or address people with sickle cell? To call they're called sickle? warriors. Yeah, they're called warriors, and they're called warriors because it's just another way of giving them um, positive, a positive mind that they're not sick. Mm. Usually, medically. They refer to as C-class, SCD patients, SCD disorder, all that. Mm. But the term warriors is something that has been coined to give them this positive mind. Yeah. And then this sense of you're a warrior, you fight all the time, you're always in yeah, a battle. Yeah, people who come so it's, yeah. Yes, it's a powerful name. So, like, um, pardon me, I've been saying C-class, C-class, C-class. Okay. I just wanted to make it very lay because I'm talking to you. I don't know what you refer to them as. I don't know what you know them as. Yeah. So they're actually called warriors. Okay. All right. I know we must have touched this already, but this is the last question. I just want you to tell us two things you wish people know about persons with sickle cell. Okay. Um, two things I wish and I want people to know is know your genotype. First of all, that's the first thing, because it can be creating awareness and at the same time, creating awareness to abat the um, genotype issue, and then people still going to um, the wrong genotype marriage, mm. bringing more into the world. Know your genotype, and then if you understand the compatibility okay. before going into marriage, which is, um, AA is like the one everybody's looking for. <laughs> so, AA... AA and AS, perfect. AA, AA, perfect. AA, yeah. AS, perfect. Yeah. No AS, AS. That yeah. cannot work. Yeah. Like, it's not rocket science. You know, there's a family that um, AS, AS got married. Four of their children are sick last. Mm. Four of them. And there's a family that AS, AS got married. Three of their children, none are sick last. Mm. 
So, so you cannot just be calculating it like that. It yeah. just happens. Sometimes first, second, third will not have. The last one will have. Sometimes mm. all of them. So you shouldn't even go into that make, making that kind of mistake. Mm. There's this joke that started going viral. If a guy asks you, hey, Dave, what's up? The next reply is, what's a genotype? That's what you can sign with because you can't possibly start falling in love with a person and then you now let her find out a genotype. Yeah. Then it's too late. You start telling yourself because of love, let's manage. Mm. At the end of the day, when you bring these children to this world, they are suffering and you're also suffering psychologically and mentally. Mm. Because when they are sick, the family is sick. Mm-hmm. That's true. Every money you work for goes into the hospital. Mm. Everything you work for goes into drugs. People should know their genotype compatibility. I wish and I pray people will start listening to that. Like in 2018, I got frustrated. Like I said, I said my last prayer twice. On World Sickle Cell Day, I think June 19th, I posted it on my status. If you know the genotype compatibility and you still go into marriage with the person on the name of I love you, I love you, and then bring someone to this world to suffer, you're a murderer. Mm-hmm. I said that in 2018 and I quoted it because I was frustrated. I knew the kind of pains I went through. Mm-hmm. Well, having to work with my mind, I started telling myself there are better ways of addressing things like yeah. this. So I guess I was just frustrated and depressed yeah, then. Totally but you can't keep on... From. Sorry? I said I totally understand where that came from as a Yeah, time. exactly. So you can't keep on bringing people, especially this new generation, when, when the awareness is everywhere. Yeah. But you still make that kind of mistake. You still see small babies. I'm like, what's happening? I can understand people of my age and older. Let's say then they didn't have that orientation. Mm-hmm. But now, the awareness is everywhere. We know about these things. Why do we still say, okay, let's just try? And when you try, there's a family that the entire family was wiped off. The father and mother, they are doctors. They gave it to four sick class. They felt they could handle it. The first died. The second died. The last died. The mother followed. Depressive frustration, mental stress will yeah. drain you. Because you're no longer thinking straight. You're only, all you think of is thinking of sick people. And they are your loved ones. Mm. So imagine four people admitted at the same time in pain, crying. Is that not supposed to drain you as a human being? Of course. Those are the family wiped out. So I think people should learn. Yeah. The first thing you should, I'm going to be ashamed of it. What's your genotype? First people are missing a stress because you don't know what happens tomorrow. If the person turns out to be your, love, your, your lover or maybe you could decide to get married. Mm. I mean, you understand your gender type, you know where the relationship is headed to. Yeah. If it's not compatible, don't even start thinking of dating the person. Okay. Let's call it spade a spade. True. So that's the basic thing I really want people to know. And then the last one is the mind. Um, I know I want people to understand that the mind is another um, powerhouse yeah. where we should start feeding positive talks and wrap positive um, talks with. Because if you have a sickler in your life as a daughter, as a loved one, and you start letting the person know that they can live above this if they think it. Because I know so many of them have dreams. They have aspirations. Yeah. But they feel, if I go for this thing now, maybe now my bones will start paining me. I don't want to go through any pain episode. Mm. But if you don't think that and say, I want to go and do this thing, and I know I'll finish it, all you're looking at is the finished work. Mm. Trust me, you will not even give space or room for sickle cells to start coming up with one pain or the other or sickness or the other. Mm. And unless you start doing these things, you, you will see that you can actually do it yeah. without falling sick. Just do the right things. Take care of yourself. Take your drugs. Do your routine checkups. Eat right. Drink lots of water. 
especially during the draining season, cover up good, keep up fine. Mm-hmm. Then focus on your life because you didn't come here to be sick. Yeah. You came here to use this as an inspiration to inspire people and then to do what you came to this earth to do. So once we start working on our mind, we work on our minds and we have our loved ones helping us work on our minds, then definitely it will become a better place. All right. Thank you so much, Susan, for joining us. And you Thank you know, for having me. I just hope that, I hope and pray that for everyone that would come and cross this episode now or later in the future, whether they have sickle cell, they will be educated if they have persons yeah. with sickle cell in their life or the listener uh, is a person with sickle cell, they will be educated one way or the other. And uh, yeah. your words of encouragement, the positive mindset and all that, they are mind-blowing. Thank you so yeah. much for joining yeah. me on the Thank show. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank, Thank you, Susan. Have a nice day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Yes, you've heard it all from our guest for today. That was so lovely and emotional at the same time. And at some point, she had to vent. And I totally understand where that is coming from, which is why we're doing this series to educate people, to spread the word, create more awareness. Please ask, what is your genotype? And make sure you know your genotype. All right, remember you can join the conversation online by using the hashtag, hashtag the Edoma Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Edoma Podcast, on Twitter at Edoma Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at the Edoma Podcast. And please don't forget to share with your friends and family after listening. And please leave us or review, or give us a five star. Thank you so much, and it's time to say goodbye.